Hi, my name is Edmund Olotu. I am the CEO of Tech Advance Limited, based in Lagos, Nigeria. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, Edmund. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, we're talking off mic about how you haven't done too many interviews. And, <laughs> and I said, how are you going to get people to know about you and take on the likes of InterSwitch unless you do these interviews? <laughs> Well, maybe that's why um, we're starting with you. <laughs> um, but that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what, what we've done in the past, we've been very, very um, business to business and business to government focused. In stealth mode? Uh, I wouldn't say stealth. I mean, those who know us kind of like know us. Um, so we're not hiding particularly. So I wouldn't say stealth. Um, but we just realized that for what we're trying to, the next, the next problem we're trying to solve um, you know, we, we have to be a little bit more, more out there. And um, so, so that's why, you know, you find me here right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, okay, so for the benefit of people who aren't familiar with InterSwitch, aren't familiar with the, the fintech scene in Nigeria, uh, aren't familiar with your enterprise, for good reason, because you haven't given us interviews, um, give us a sense of what you exist to do and, and what's changed in your mission or what sort of gear you've changed. Uh, that would bring you onto a mic. <laughs> okay. So we are a, a technology company, and we're focused, you know, specifically in the collections, aggregation, reconciliation, and data analytics space. So we build um, technology um, to solve that problem set, and then we target specific industries where we know um, that that problem set exists, right? So we're talking the electricity utility space, we're talking the transportation sector, um, government taxation, um, you know, banking, even the banking sector, insurance, they, they, they have that problem. So that is how uh, we started out as a company. And um, along the way, we realized that, you know, if we're talking about financial inclusion, we're talking about the growth of fintech, um, one of us had to essentially take the bait to become, you know, an infrastructure player of choice, um, wherein other fintech companies can connect you know, to your infrastructure and rapidly scale. Um, so that's kind of like the, you know, the focus of the, of the company right now. So before you answer the second part of my, my question, which is, you know, what gear you've changed, uh, I'm, I'm curious now, based on what you're saying, to understand whether you started out as a bunch of sort of consultants consulting to, you know, to government entities or government-owned entities or parastatals, as they're called in South Africa, or did you set out to be a startup in the space? And we set out to be a startup in the payment space, right? So we started out with the payment gateway um, for POS machines. And then, um, you know, the, at that time when we started in 2009, the policy around payments, you know, was very, very um, nascent. Um, somewhere along the line, that policy changed. And, you know, you couldn't just be a POS gateway. You need to have licensing and have a certain amount of funding um, and stuff like that. So we kind of like um, morphed into a payment application development company. And... Um, we achieved some success doing that, especially for the utility companies building out, you know, reconciliation portals, building out um, billing systems, um, cashier applications and stuff like that. Um, then we, we went into the transportation space and built, you know, technology for the transportation space. And so we just kind of like look, looked at the business and said, you know, um, where, where else, in what direction do we really want to, to grow into? And we decided, you know, maybe we should you know, be an infrastructure player so that other innovative fintech companies 
can come into these industries that we've kind of like opened up as well with, you know, more innovative products, better products, more nimble products, products for, you know, financial inclusion, and just have a, a platform they can plug into, right, and grow rapidly. As opposed to trying to figure out the entire infrastructure from scratch, we can ultimately limit your, your growth, we can, which, you know, you'd literally just run out of cash runway if you had to do that as a startup company. So we, we're an enabler of fintech companies. And so which fintech companies might you point to, perhaps some that I know or might have heard of, um, that have come to rely on the infrastructure you guys have built? Um, so Kudi.ai, for example, is a, is a, is a re- really nice, um, innovative company, one that you know, I, I use as a, as a great example of, of a company that's doing the type of stuff that you know, we like to see, you know, the kind of company that would like to just plug into us and have access to, 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 to infrastructure and the customer base. Um, Paystack is another company. They power, um, you know, electricity payment gateways. Um, so, so that's a, that's another a great company in the space. Um, we're working with a couple of other companies in the um, lending space as well to, to enable them do collections and and disbursements of um, of micro of micro loans. Um, so, yeah, there there are a couple of companies that we're we've partnered with and we're and they're working with us. In terms of like how you monetize, um, presumably the, the the fees that the likes of Paystack might charge their clients, um, you're costed into that, uh, presumably. Um, so it's it's kind of like yes and and no, right? Um, we create a revenue line for Paystack in essence, right? So we're connected to the utility companies and everything, and then Paystack powers a gateway that would allow people to do online payments to the utility companies, for example. So we've created a revenue line from that that you know obviously Paystack is happy to 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 earn off, right? In other instances, a fintech company would connect to us and then pay us some form of a royalty for 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 doing that as well. And do you think the the barrier to entry in establishing in-house infrastructure of the nature you've created is high enough to be a, what a, an unfair advantage for uh, for the foreseeable future in your mind? Uh, with technology. You never really know, but I think it is. I think that is the direction. Even just from you know some of the companies that were listed here and everything. If you if you look at if you look at the profiles of what you're doing, you know they're extremely nimble. But to create that type of infrastructure needed to kind of like just plug in and go, um, it requires a bit of money. It requires a bit of funding. Um, it requires you know even just you know a proof of concept. So you want to do a rapid proof of concept to show that customers would use. The type of service you're trying to you're trying to render, you know, you really you really just want to do it as quickly as possible and not have to spend tons of you know U.S. dollars doing a proof of concept. So um, I think, especially if if you're the player that helps to democratize fintech, you, you know, that you're 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 an enabler, right? And being an enabler and being a platform player, it offers you some type of um, some type of advantage in in, in the market begs the question, where did you guys get the money? And talk us through like the business development aspects of landing the likes of utilities companies and, and dealing with notoriously difficult government-controlled entities in order to execute on what you're doing. Okay, we'll start with the funding. So the company is funded um, by my, my partners. They're based in, we went to school together. Um, they're based in Saudi Arabia and, and, and Bahrain. So they provided the seed funding for us to get the company up and running. Are you allowed to say how much? 
Um, I shouldn't say aloud. Tell us how much, please. Maybe not. <laughs> Your friends in Bahrain wouldn't like that. Yeah, but yes. <laughs> um, so, so that allowed us, um, you know, develop the technology. And then, you know, I can, I can tell you for a fact that it was literally begging and in some instances brute force negotiation just trying to get into you know the type of institutions we're talking about we're talking about electricity companies that you know legacy government run um slow to change and everything else but um, luckily for us we got into one of them we were able to prove um that the technology actually works and the technology is needed and um you know we got into others as well and other people came into the space as well and just kind of like just showed um, a direction in which you know the, the utility companies should should move in, and which is just allowing payment companies you know help them with their with their with their collections. So uh, initially, it was really really difficult as being one of the first players in the space. So who came first? Was it InterSwitch or you guys? Um, no, InterSwitch. So InterSwitch was first because InterSwitch did you know most of the transaction information management systems um, for the utility companies for the postpaid billing. Um, then. You know, after that, you know, the likes of us, you know, um, came into the space, um, eTransact, a couple of other other companies. And how competitive is it right now? I mean, in terms of that scene, it's extremely competitive. But the electricity industry is a growth is a growth industry in Nigeria. I mean, it, you know, it's kind of like um, play to it a little bit, just because the industry itself needs you know a fresh injection of capital fresh injection of of new ideas but um you know only in a country of 180 million people only about 7.5 million people are paying electricity bills so you know that it's a growth it's still a growth industry so it's a little competitive at the moment but um i'm fairly confident that over um a period of time, maybe over the next five years or so, it's really, really going to open up um, and and be, you know, the players who, who are there right now um, would probably reap the benefits of, of all their hard work. What do you guys consider key metrics within, you know, you're sitting in your boardroom with your team and what are you tracking on the regular to give you a sense of how well you're doing, I suppose competitively, but also as a business? Presumably you guys have had enough time to, to figure out a sustainable model, perhaps even a profitable one? So... Revenue per employee is really important, you know. Um, and how many employees do you have at the moment? 300. So, so that's really important for us because we don't want to be over bloated. There's a tendency to not know exactly what each employee does and you just keep adding more and you find out that, you know, your revenues are not growing at the speed at which, you know, your employee base is growing. Um, of course, you know, top line revenues, it's, it's very important to track. In addition to that, um, some of the other metrics we try to track is, you know, our cost of development as well. You know, so we're, as an infrastructure player, you also don't want your cost of development to just kind of like balloon out of control. So you have to be very, very specific with what you're developing, you know, really, really focus on the niche you're, you're trying to target and not be, you know, swayed by trying to do what everybody else is doing or, oh, it's nice to do this. So let us try and do that. You know, so those are some of the things we, we track. And of course, you know, you want to have a very healthy profit margin so you can keep motivating your, your employees and obviously, you know, deliver returns to shareholders as well. Yeah. And so how many years did it take you guys to break even? Ooh, um, it took us quite a while. I'd say uh, we, we started out full, you know, operations, say, in 2010, and uh, we broke even in 2014 going into 2015. So this is quite a... 
Okay, cool. So back to a question that I forgot to bring back in after I deviated. I had a tendency to do that. The, the question of, okay, what gears are shifting? I think you alluded to it in, in one of the things you said um, in that, you know, the industry needs new ideas. It's probably due for fresh injection of like, you know, significant money. Where would that money go and so, what sort of new ideas? And presumably that's why you've seen fit to, to start publicizing some of, the, some of the work you guys do. I think most of those, most of that money um, has to go into the development of kind of like scalable, innovative um, products on the front end, on the customer side, right? And the business can't sustain that growth on revenues. Our business? Yes, or generally speaking, yours, the industry? Our business can sustain its, its, its growth as, as it is. Um, but if we're talking about really trying to you know, deliver fintech to the last mile, then... So you want to go into startup mode in the Silicon Valley sense, in which case you need like a ton of fuel because you want to become a rocket now. You've been a plane maybe all along, that kind of thing. <laughs> You're kind of like pushing me to admit we're seeking financing, which... No, we have not had discussions off mic about how these guys are looking for the next tranche of, of funding. I have no clue if that's the case. I am saying, though, I'm just trying to make sense of what you're saying and, and, and perhaps just help me clarify what you mean. So what, I, what I'm trying to say is that if the industry continues the way it is, where every single fintech that comes in has to scale an infrastructure hurdle before it can you know, acquire customers and scale up, then it's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cost a lot of money in general to get fintech to the last mile, right? But if you have a player who's already scaled most of that hurdle, and can be a platform, a backbone for multiple fintech companies to come in, then what you find is that it takes less money to launch a fintech startup that will be solving a critical problem in Nigeria, right? So that is what I meant. <laughs> and that's what I was trying to say. All the rest of you are trash. <laughs> so all the rest of you... <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I mean, and, 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 and really my questions are, are based on a, a modest understanding of, of what's involved here and, and, and really a very a surface knowledge of, of your particular business and how it works. And so what's your big play? You know, I hear you sort of allude to this platform play, right? So I sense that's part of your roadmap, whatever it is, right? What's the big picture in the, the medium to long term for your business in terms of this platform play? essentially being the platform of choice. So constantly looking at our technology, looking where the opportunity lies. Do, should we expect consolidation in this space, i.e., I don't know, a merger with Osei into Switch? Uh, maybe, not, maybe not into Switch. I think uh, they're kind of like the, the granddaddy of the industry. <laughs> they probably don't need anybody. Is that how it is? They, I, I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't want to um, presume anything, but they probably don't need to merge with me. But, um, yes, consolidation is important. Um, there are a couple of companies that if they alluded to wanting to merge or form, you know, a larger consortium, I, you know, I, I'd be open to that kind of conversation um, because I think that is where real value comes, in, comes into play, right? So even so how important is scale, I mean, in this context, uh, in the short term, though? Um, for us? Yeah, it's always important. So we've always been growth-driven, right? So there was never a time, I don't think, where we thought to ourselves, you know, maybe this is where we just sit back, relax, and just kind of like figure things out. No, well, let's own a sector. Scale is always important to us, and um, we keep working, right, to, to, to achieve that scale. Um, 
skill comes in 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 different forms in in the industry we're in, especially when you're an infrastructure player, right? So, you know, how great is your technology? How robust is technology? Are you plugged in everywhere? Are you are you ready to go? So there's scale in that direction, like rapidly growing the company to to becoming that infrastructure player we're talking about. In addition to that, is how quickly can you sign on? You know, partner companies. How how quickly can these companies come on board? How you know? Um, that's also another another avenue you know for scale in our regard so we we're working hard in, in both you know both directions it's important for us to achieve both at the same time yeah i don't think we're um you know relaxing we're constantly scaling and does your strategy involve perhaps backing startups downstream startups that would plug into your your infrastructure um, and if so, what would the perfect sort of acquisition or backed partner look like in that in that space? A real life example of a company? I don't know. You could a hypothetical, perhaps. Um, if a small company comes that has technology that makes it easier for people in rural areas to make bill payments, for example, reduces the cost for the utility company setting up, you know, payment infrastructure deep in the rural areas where the average revenue per user is really low. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to back a, a, a startup, you know, of that sort, you know, with like equity in it. Yeah. With equity, um, or with infrastructure, you know, like, okay, you have this, you don't have any plug-in is going to cost you X, Y, Z to kind of like scale the infrastructure hurdle come and plug in you know and even if they can't pay up front or initially you know with the kind of infrastructure we built we know that immediately they plug in they'll have some kind of revenue base and you know that could be a profit share that could be just a that could be fees so it just depends on on on, on what we see um so for us it's also actively seeking seeking out those opportunities as well and not just waiting for it to happen you have to kind of like go out there you know because the thing is partnerships and cooperation in you know the technology space is actually relatively new in nigeria right so um, there's a there's a saying you know in in Nigeria it's every man for himself, which is what it was um, before. But we're we you know if you look at the environment, you realize that that is you know probably not the best direction um, to go in. Cooperation, partnerships, and just building scale can only benefit everybody. All right, man. Well, Edmund, thank you so much for your time. Um, I've learned a ton. Thank you very much. Thank you.